Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on our church, visit c3church.narara.net. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, I remember that. Uh, and I was very quiet and uh, still am. Uh, maybe not today. Why don't we stand this morning? Let's pray together. What a wise choice you made when you came to church this morning. What a great start to the new year. Moving forward in Christ. We're going to need to realize how precious. In the true essence of the word precious, it is to come into the house of God, to sit under the word of God, to be involved in what God is doing. It's precious. Father, we worship you this morning. And with all of us here today, with all our dreams and desires combined, that you are the desire of our hearts, Lord God. You placed eternity in us that desire, that wanting for something that is in you, Lord God. And we thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to bridge that great divide, to remove our sins, Lord God, and continually wash us in the word to make us clean, to make us stand before you, Lord God. We thank you for your great love, which we've sung about this morning. We thank you that it is for us, that you are for us, Lord God. And we thank you that as one year goes and a new year starts, we enter it in, in your presence, in your word, in your love, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for the receiving of your word today, that it causes faith in our hearts. It causes our eyes to see your love and your goodness, Lord God, that we can go and have a weekly witness, Lord God, that we can share it with our friends and our families because it is so priceless, it is so precious. Lord God and we bless you today and we welcome you here and we open our hearts Lord God to receive your truth that we will be made new today in you in Jesus name. Bless you Lord God. God bless you today. Have a seat. Thanks guys. Awesome. Yeah they were great days back in Dell Road, I know some of you were there and some of you weren't, but we have some fond memories and, uh, and it was fun and, and, and uh, you know, I was really quiet and uh, really quiet, but uh, not today. That's gone through the grace of God. Praise the Lord. So we're doing the Summer of Psalms and it's always good to go to the Psalms and find something. There's always something to be found in that book. There's so many of them, so many People in there writing, bearing their hearts, praising God. And it's just such a, a place for us to go. We should always have, or it's such an opportunity to always have something from the Psalms bubbling over in our hearts, coming up in our minds, going about in our day to day. It's such a good place. I mean, the whole word of God is like that. But I always like to have a Psalm, maybe a proverb, maybe something from the New Testament, maybe a bit of Old Testament. But the Psalms, they're just so solid in what they, they give to us. One of my earliest memories of maybe moving towards Christ when I wasn't a Christian, when I wasn't following the Lord, was on my 21st birthday. And I got saved when I was, I think I was almost 24. 
And my sister wrote out Psalm 139 on the back of a piece of cardboard and gave it to me as a birthday card. She put a little picture of me and her on the front when we were kids. And, uh, and I will never forget Psalm 139 because I, I kept it in my room up on my wall and I used to look at it and it just sort of said about how much God knew me and how much God loved me and what God was about even when I wasn't following the Lord or, or really knew anything about faith in Christ. But it's always so good to have a psalm coming up in the day, coming up in your mind, coming out of your mouth. And, uh, and today we're going to have a look, and I've chosen Psalm 1 because it's January 1, and I thought let's start at the start, let's get into it with Psalm 1. So if you've got a Bible or you've got a phone, let's go to Psalm 1. Such a foundational psalm, it's a psalm that has some basic instruction and some pretty solid instruction and rewards very simple but that's how it is with the lord keep it simple and uh, and and move forward in him and walk every step but psalm 1 psalm 1 blessed blessed it starts with blessed blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on this law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked or not so the ungodly or not so people without God. They are like chafe. No, they're not like chafe. They're like chaff. I just said that because my wife was hassling me. You've got chafe written there. I said, it's not chafe, it's chaff. They're like chaff. Like chaff, 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 chaff. That the wind blows away. Dust. Let's call it dust or ashes, whatever. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Some pretty key little verses in there for us and some foundational thing, well, one foundational thing, and the foundation in it is to be passionate about God's word. Let's start at the start. Blessed, blessed. Let me say it again. Blessed. I'm blessed. You know, that's God's will for you is blessing. It's to be blessed. It is. If you look at the story in Genesis in chapter 1 and he creates everything and he, everything that he creates every day that he looks, that he makes something and he calls it good. He says it is good. And then he creates people and he creates you and then he sees you. He says, oh, that's very good. Oh, that there. That there, John Hull. That's my Hull. That's my man. He's very, very good. He's very good. He's blessed. Unfortunately, through sin and through the effect that sin has, blessing has somewhat been, what do I call it? Messed up. Let's call it messed up. It's been messed up. It got messed up. Weeds grew. Sin came, weeds grew. Now, fortunately for us, that through Jesus Christ, that through his death and his resurrection on the cross, we can receive Christ and we can receive blessing back into the place that God created us to live in. And yes, we still have sin and we still have the effects of sin, 
But God comes through Christ to wash these away and to continually, continually remove them from our lives. And it's a point where we're always focused towards blessing because so often we can look at the burden and we can look at what's going on. Oh, this is such a hard thing or this is, a, this is not right because when things aren't blessed, they're not right. This is not right. This is not right right now. And some things are really hard. And it's not right. And it's not blessing. But we don't focus on those things. We focus on what Jesus has done. And we maintain our focus there. And we maintain a focus that is towards the blessing. Who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. We had a young girl back in that time at youth ministry. And she was coming up to, uh, I can't remember, she was 18 or 20 years old. But her mum was really onto her about she shouldn't be doing this thing. She should be playing the field. She should be traveling overseas. She should be have, not just have one boyfriend. What is that? That's worldly wisdom right there. And that's what a lot of people think. No, just, oh, it doesn't work with him. I'll go with him. And she was putting the pressure on her daughter. But her daughter, this girl, she knew who Jesus was. She had a vision of who Jesus was. She understood what he had done for her on the cross. And so she didn't like listen to her mother. And now she's fulfilling the purposes of God. She's married, she's got a couple of kids, and she's preaching the gospel. I don't think that would have happened if she didn't have a vision of who Jesus is. And so often if you hear counsel or things that are contrary And you see people come and then they go because they don't maintain a clear vision of who Jesus is. Lucky the front row is a little bit further back. Hey, Jono. So important that we maintain a focus on Christ this year, moving forward fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. So often our eyes can go to somewhere else. So often our eyes and our ears can hear something that's contrary to what God is. And the thing what happens when people are focused on God and they know God, they know his heart, when Adverse advice comes up or worldly wisdom or whatever it is, there's a real sense of agreement that comes in their heart. No, I don't agree with that. Or I agree with what God says in that circumstance. And that sense of agreement, that sense of peace will lead you and will guide you as you focus on Christ and keep you away from the counsel of, of un, the ungodly or people without God and maintain that fear of God, that reverence, that deeper love that God gives us when we focus on him. All right, who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. So it's like a spiral that's away from the Lord. But, but, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on this law day and night, and who meditates on this law day and night, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who's passionate about the word of God, who's passionate, but whoever, in James chapter 1, verse 25, 
but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. We can often think about laws and rules and regulations to try and control, but here we have the perfect law. In this book, you will find that as this book gets inside you, it will create life. It will create freedom. It will bring change. It will bring you alive. That's the effect that it has. But whoever looks intently, looks with intent, is intentional about it, who is focused in it, the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. They will be blessed in what they do. And it's this meditation in the Word of God where you chew it over and over in your mouth. And I love, I love what we heard just before about communion, about it chewing it over and it becoming a part of you in the secret place. It's an awesome communion word. But it becomes a part of us, this law of the Lord, this, this work of the word of God in us. It is, it is alive. It, is, it brings life. And when we get it in our mouths, because it starts in your mouth, that's where it starts. And that's where this all started, in God's mouth. It's the beginning place starts in his mouth and the first purpose of his word was to bring creative power by faith and this is how it all happened and this is why we're here he said and it was and it is and you are because he said and he knew and he spoke about you and the power of the word of God so connected with Jesus the word in the beginning in the beginning What was there? It was the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And He was with God in the beginning. That's why I always think cricket is such an important game. Because in the big innings... Oh, we let that go through to the keeper. All the cricket lovers loved it. Where's Janelle? High five on that one. Woo! But in the beginnings, the word. I've got three kids and that is a triple dad joke, that one. Yep. Take them to the heights. The dad jokes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness. There's your purpose. To the light. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light so that through him all men might believe. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own received him not. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children not born of 
natural descent or of human decision or of a husband's will, but children born of God. The word became flesh and it made his dwelling among us. First John or John chapter one. And so there's this power in the word. It's connected to Jesus. It brings life when your life is focused on Jesus, when you are focused on the word of God, but his delight, his passion. And why do we get passionate about the word of God? And why do we meditate in it? It's because we experience faith in it. We have victory through it. I don't know how many, off, how many times I come into a circumstance, I come into a situation and we build creative play spaces that need to be compliant for childcare. And I look and I think, I don't know if this is going to be compliant. I don't know if this is going to, be, this is going to work. But I say, I just stand there and I start to go, thank you, Lord God. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. I thank you, Lord God. You caused me to see through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. And this is the practical application of the word in your mouth because it will open up your eyes. And it will open up faith. And that's just a small circumstance that I experience. But we evaluate the word. We roll it around in our mouths. It gets into our heads. It comes a part of us. And we live by faith. And we experience faith all the time. We are the people that have miracles. We are the people that have change in our bodies. We have change in our personalities. We have change in who we are. Because the word of God works in our hearts and our minds and gets into our spirit and causes faith and it causes faith and then we get passionate we go again what else does it say in there flip i wasn't expecting that to happen what else does it say but meditate in it he who meditates on this law day and night that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Or the message, I like the message says, you're a tree planted, or re, you're a tree replanted in Eden. A tree replanted in Eden, which yields fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. If we can just keep it simple, if we can just say, I'm going to get into the Word of God this year, if we can just make a commitment and push some of the pressure aside and refocus, realign in Christ, in His Word, maybe you just need to come to church a little bit more and sit under the preaching of the Word of God. The preaching of the Word of God is supposed to cause change in your brain, which causes change in your heart, which causes change in your outlook. Maybe you just need to realign because that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. It's not like a cactus. It's not like a tumbleweed. It's not like a perennial that has a two-year life cycle. It's not like anything else. It's like a tree established. It's like a, it's, 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 it's unmoved. It's pretty strong. There's a pretty serious root system going on in a tree. Some pretty serious branches happening. Some pretty serious structure It's the perfect environment, the Word of God, for a tree. A tree is absolutely long-standing and durable, strong and stable. And this tree that he talks about here yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. You feel a bit tired? 
Anyone feel a bit withered? Anyone have a darkness going on? You can't quite see clearly? Let's bring the Word of God into that place. Let's bring the Word of God in. Let's bring something that can make something happen. Let's bring something that can cause change. Whenever there's a dark thing, whenever there's a challenge coming up, that's when we bring the Word of God in. That's when we default our mouth to the Word of God. We don't default our mouth to complaining or to saying how hard this is. And I do that all the time. Oh, gee, this is hard. I'm not going to work this one out. And then I slap myself and go, come on, let's bring the Word of God into this place. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Let's bring the Word of God. He's like a tree which yields its fruit in season. Let me go back. You're a tree replanted in Eden. So it's the perfect environment. The Word of God is the perfect environment for your spirit, your life, your soul, your body, all about you, your family to live from. It's the perfect environment. And it's an environment where there's fruitfulness. A fruit carries seed. It carries something to give so that your life has something that people can pick stuff from. So you've got something to pass on, that you've got something to get off and plant and grow the next generation, build the next generation. That's what this church is about. It's about building the next generation, building this generation, building the generation that's going to come, passing it on to the next generation. Fruitfulness. We are a fruitful church. We are into the Word of God and whose leaf does not wither. You know, leaves just stick out there in the hot sun. What are they doing out there? They're just leaves. The leaves do this incredible work called transpiration. They absorb light and then they convert that and they offset something else. I'm not botanical, but I know that they do a good job because if you see a tree with healthy leaves, it is a good tree. If you see a tree without leaves, it's either winter or it's having a hard time. Maybe not all trees in winter, but there you go. Whose leaf does not wither. You don't see trees with out leaves and, and like trees, the leaves create energy for the tree to grow and for it to cause fruit. And I just liken that to praise. I just liken that leaf out there. If we're out there in praise, we're going to build energy to be fruitful and worshiping God with our lives. Okay, so he's like a tree. I've done the tree thing. It's good. It's powerful. How are we this morning? A tree is pretty committed to its environment, let me tell you. It's not moving. Trees that move are not trees. There you go, it's deep. But they're committed. They're connected to the water course, connected. You know, it's so important for us to be connected. Jesus said in John 15, verse 7, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples, if you remain in me. So there's this commitment to the Word of God, to the house of God, and to prayer that causes this fruitfulness. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. 
Chris Dewar has this amazing avocado tree. I mean, they have eaten so many avocado in so many different ways. And when he first bought his house, he was concerned about the tree. So I climbed up it and I cut, we, we, we gave it a good cut. We basically cut the top off the tree and it was solid. And, um, and I have never, uh, like that, that tree is the most amazing tree that I've ever experienced. And I haven't experienced many trees, but that one <laughs> is the most amazing tree I've ever experienced because it always had fruit on it. And it, not only the fruit that it had, but the next generation of fruit. There was always new avocados coming through. And when we cut it off, there was just so much avocado everywhere. And, but any time I went to his house, how's the avocado tree going? Because I was amazed by this tree. And um, he probably got sick of me talking about it, I don't know. But, um, but there was always little avocados and big avocados. And I don't know if it was like, it was obviously generations of avocados on this tree. And um, I don't know how many they eat. Everything else seemed to be eating them at the time. Um, and maybe you get too full of something and you don't eat it as much as what you used to. But this, the thing was seriously fruitful. I mean, they, they were just dropping everywhere. They were growing, like plants were growing up underneath it. I was trying to dig one up so I could plant it in my garden. And, uh, and this thing was seriously tapped in to some sort of water course because we cut it and it just grew back and then we cut it again. And we thought it was going to die. Is it still alive? It's still alive. And sorry, Chris, I didn't tell you about this, but now everyone knows you've got an avocado tree and uh, everyone's coming around for avocados. Praise the Lord. They're good. They're good. But we carried bags of avocados out that day and I nearly died. No, I didn't nearly die. I nearly killed his brother because I cut a branch and it just missed him. No, it wasn't quite like that. I'm dramatising the thing. I cut a branch, it made a crack, and he thought it was going to hit him, and he ran really, really fast. Anyway, look, so, so that is the effect of the Word of God in our lives. It's beyond self. It's beyond that, oh, I just live for this, and this is what I do, and this is who I am. It comes into Christ-likeness. It comes into something more where people come to you and see your life and they will want to pick fruit from it. They will want, what are you, what are you doing? What is that word? Can you pray for me? Who, what is going on? There is fruit in your life and God has created all of us with seed capacity. The Bible says seed time and harvest will always endure. So we all have something to plant. And if our lives are planted, if our dreams are planted, if your dreams this year are planted in the right environment that God has provided through Jesus on the cross to remove our sins and make that environment available to us, an environment of Eden where heaven was open, where they walked with God, where they had dominion, where they had authority. That environment, that seed environment, you can take your dreams and plant them in the Word of God and take your life and plant it in the house of God and plant who you are in prayer and have it planted, unmoved, unshaken, no matter what's going on. No matter what he said or she said or what they said or what happens, unmoved, roots going down into something they can draw strength from, life from. It's just the Word of God. It's opened up to us, opened up in Christ. 
alive in Christ. If it's not in Christ, it can just become a religious read. And it's viewed through the wrong mindset. It's got to be viewed through your relationship, your connection with Jesus Christ. Amen. And then it continues, not so the wicked or not so the ungodly. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Why is that? Because only faith leaves an inheritance and only faith comes through. Faith only comes through the word of God. Faith only comes through the word of God. And we are the people of faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. It is by faith and only faith leaves an inheritance and everything else is gone. Everything else. It's all gone. At the end. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. And that's the effect of sin. And that's why God hates sin so much, because it it causes a separation. It causes this distinct separation from God. And that's why he hates sin. He doesn't hate sinners. He doesn't hate people. He hates sin. And he, came, he sent Jesus not to remove bad people, but to remove sin or bad things or whatever you want to call it, sin. Let's call it sin. Let's be real about it. And he came to remove that out of us so that we can have right standing before him because it says the wicked, the ungodly, will not stand in the judgment. What a scary thing nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The way of the ungodly. They just opened up to their own way. They're motivated by their own desires, their own lusts or dreams or whatever they are. And it leads away from God. But the Lord watches over the way of the righteous because the righteous have the lights on. They watch where they're going. They have the word of God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. And God watches over that way. And if you walk in it, he'll watch over your way. And he'll put his hand of favor on everything that you touch. Come on, let's stand this morning. That's Psalm 1 for you today, 1st of January 2017. It's going to be a great year, but let's make it a year when we have a clear vision of who Jesus is, of what he's done for us on the cross. Let's have a clear vision of the importance and how precious the word of God is, the house of God is, and your life will be transformed as you're planted in that place, the perfect environment. Let God take a hold of your life, your spirit this year and blow fresh life and fresh power of his spirit into your circumstances into your heart into the gifts that are inside you into all that you are as you are a seed planted in the right environment as your dreams and your desires this year are planted in the house of God planted under the word of God planted in God's word let life come to them let there be truth in them and if they're not true he'll give you something better hallelujah Let me pray for you today. God bless you. Father God, we worship you. We thank you that you have given us your precious promises, that by them we find faith and we find life with you, Lord God. We thank you you have ways that aren't our ways. And we pray this year that our hearts are open, our minds are open to hear your voice and to hear you say, this is the way, walk in it. This is right. This is right. 
is to do this. Lord God, I pray you touch our minds and you help us, Lord God, to love like you have loved, forgive like you have forgiven, and to be passionate like you are passionate in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. We hope you have enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.